On this week's episode of the King's Court, Garrett and I are going to talk about the Rangers' remaining schedule, the Adam Fox rumors, what to do with Alex Georgiev, and we're going to get to our first ever King's Court mailbag. Let's get the show underway. going everyone and welcome to the king's court podcast it is monday april 1st my name is john williams and i'm here with my co-host garrett gartino happy april fool's day garrett i didn't even realize i i forget maybe that's because it's too much of a childish thing for me nowadays you know it would be the cruelest thing to ever happen something rangers related i assume yeah if those tweets from earlier about adam fox was just an April Fool's prank, I think I might just like jump off a bridge. When I first saw it, one of the first things I always do nowadays, because I've gotten burnt by it on multiple different platforms, I always check for the, the, the legitimate blue check mark and I go to the Twitter account to make sure that it isn't like some imposter. Well, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying like it's, it could be an April Fool's Day joke and that, that would, would be- destroy me. Who is, is was it? Pierre Le, LeBrun? Yeah, I always hated that guy, so it'd be very on brand. That that would be some cruel shit, especially from someone that like looks so straight laced like him. If he actually went out of his way to make an April Fool's joke directly shot at the Rangers, that would be pretty sad. I'd be very upset. But it, anyway, like a, let's a be microcosm. happy. <laughs> let's be happy uh, for a little bit. Uh, the season is going to be over. We don't have to watch this shit show of a Rangers team. Ever again, this 2018-19 season is going to be in the book Saturday when they take on the Penguins. But until then, they play the Devils tonight. They play the Senators Wednesday, the Blue Jackets on Friday. And then, like I said, Pittsburgh Saturday. So we got a lot to talk about on the show. We got the remaining schedule. We, we'll talk about the Adam Fox rumors. Alex Georgiev has been a huge point of conversation, um, as he should be. Um, so we'll talk about that. The Rangers made a college free agent signing and it's we're going to talk about the mailbag our first ever mailbag on the show i don't know about you man i'm really excited for that we got some good questions i was also i was wondering if we were going to get a whole bunch of like glass first mcleod type questions but i don't think we got any that came in that way i think yeah i think in the future that's something that i i would really hope we can get from the mailbag those would be great definitely so let's start out talking about this weekend's games. Of course, the Rangers had to go out and win two straight. One against the Blues and one against the Flyers. I have a bone to pick with the second game. I'm happy Georgiev got his shutout. I'm happy Buchnevich scored his 20th. I've been to three straight Rangers-Flyers games at uh, Wells Fargo Center. This was the one game I was I was supposed to go to this game. 
But work-related stuff came up. I couldn't go. Now they win? Now they win a game there? When I'm not there? Come on. Because like, They're allergic to you. You know what? If that's the case, if we're going to tank next year, I will make it my mission to go to every road game. Oh, dude, I, I don't want to talk about tanking next year. Let's see what happens in the offseason, see if we make any good signings, maybe end up with that first pick and have a team that's ready to contend. Because the second half of this season has been like a drag on me, like especially with baseball coming back. I feel like I haven't like committed myself to hockey in three months. Ever since the deadline, it's been a little yep. slow. Like well, first I think more so than last year, because like last year we – we were given that letter that, you know, about how they were going to be selling people off this year. It was just like, just the, the slow drag of waiting for everyone to leave. Yeah. And it finally happened. And now we're here and this is what we got. I do think that the Rangers are going to be active in free agency. Um, Could only hope all of the, you know, the big names, Bob McKenzie and Elliot Freeman, they all seem to think so. So, you know what? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I I am fine with them being aggressive. I just don't want them to be stupid. Like, don't waste assets. Unless no. you can, you know, get a guy like Adam Fox, and we'll talk about that. But the Rangers played the Blues. They were outshot 46-25, to 25, and they still managed to somehow win the game by a score of 4-2. to two. Sabanjad. He's a 70-point player in the NHL. Has 72 points through 78 games. I mean, what else can you say about this guy besides number one center and a star being born right in front of our eyes? At this point, I'm just grateful that we have somebody of his caliber on the team because for a while I was a little bit too optimistic and I really thought that we had multiple people capable of that. And just the fact that we have someone that once we get him a surrounding cast could finally be a part of, you know, the top tier of players poking into that near hundred point range. That would be the next step I like to see him take. And it would be, it's just nice to know that we, we have a guy like that. And Chris Kreider scored an empty netter, but it's good to see him finally get on the board. He has 27 goals, one shy of his career high, which we all thought he was going to shatter. Uh, he played through an injury. Kind of wish he didn't, but uh, here we are. Hopefully, in the next four games, Kreider gets three more goals and gets bold 30. prediction. He's going to have a hat trick tonight against the Devils. Whoa. Just get it over with. So this podcast, which ha- by the way has a history of just aging very poorly. Like yeah, we some we specific, thought we started strong. Some specific takes we have are like done within the first 24 hours that it's released. No so, chance John Gilmore's coming up. No chance we're going to see him this year. No chance Leah Anderson's coming up before the deadline. I remember that one. Like there's been a couple of them that like the, <laughs> literally the Hi- next day. Libor Hayek not ready for the NHL. I listen. I was convinced. I guess what you learn from there is Hartford is so fucking pathetic that even your good players look like shit down there. Like that I, whole organization just needs to be just like destroyed. I think it just means that you've been more focused on the process than you have the Hartford Wolfpack. Yeah. I tried to give you like your Philly 76ers segue there, so in case you had anything you needed to get off your chest. See, I don't really have anything. I just, 
That's good. This is a hockey podcast. I'm I'm glad that we're not going to get into that. All this right, week. asshole. You brought up the Yankees <laughs> like two minutes ago, so I don't want to fucking hear it. Anyway, and what? By the way, what the fuck, Yankees? How do you lose two to the Orioles at Yankee Stadium? Yeah, I currently have the game on, and I can easily see how the sidetrack nature of watching a game while you're recording happens. Yeah, I. I guess we're getting a late. I'm getting a late start on the Rangers Devils game tonight. You'll probably watch like the replay or highlights another time because you got the Yankees on, which I don't blame you for at all. It um, depends. I, I I like to have like two games going on always. Like especially with baseball back, I'll do like one game on the TV, one game on the iPad. So maybe I'll throw the Rangers on the iPad tonight. I got Yankees. I got Rangers Devils, and I got the Sixers all on tonight. So it's gonna be a busy night. Meanwhile, Sports I got to still, yeah, and I still got to do a shit ton of homework that's due tomorrow, so that's always fun. But in the second game this weekend against the Flyers, they were average at 29 and 25, whatever. Um, Buchnevich and Strom both had a goal. Each of them have six points in their last four, uh, five games. Buchnevich has two goals, four assists. Strom has four goals, two assists. It, it's the first time in like recent memory that I feel like. You hear a coach say, I want him to shoot more, and Butch is finally shooting more. And I'm sure it helps that he got reunited with Kreider and Zibanejad, but it seems like every time Quinn makes a public statement about Butch Nevich, he he responds with legitimate production. Because I think there's two things there. I think the first thing is he makes a, you know— declaration to the media but also he probably tells Buchnevich what he's telling the media beforehand Buchnevich knows what he needs to work on and the second thing of Buchnevich is you know he's doing so much hard work you know along the boards the loose puck battles he's working his ass off and when he's able to do that I mean 20 goals should be scratching the surface for this kid especially for somebody that just now is starting to get consistent ice time is he gonna is does he have a chance to fall into a 40 point season um, I believe he is at 30, let's see, Buchnevich has, I should know this off the top of my head, 37 points, so hopefully so, I mean, he'll like, get the 40 points. And, you know, it, it may not be what everyone had hoped for originally, but this is not something that we should be looking down on. There's definitely still room there for more consistency, and even if he tops out as like a 60, you know, 50 to 60 point player. That's it's amazing for a third round pick. And it's something to be desired in the Rangers lineup. Yeah. And Buchnevich. So say he does reach that 40 point mark this year. So he'll have 40 points in at most 65 games, which fine. I'll take that any day of the week. Definitely. Cause that's like about, you know, I'm no mathematician, but that's about 50 points like pace for 82 games. Yep. Hell, I'll take that. And then Ryan Strom, real quick. I mean, that kid, he set a career high in goals in the season. Yep, I like, saw that today. He, he's he been really good. Now, people are saying, all right, well, he might be the you know this year's Ryan Spooner. Uh, I, I know our former staff writer, David Bruce, over at Blue Line Station, he said that. And, like, and I get that. I would be fine. I'd be fine with keeping him on the team next year. I like Ryan Strom a lot because I think he does a lot of other things that Ryan Spooner didn't. But That's exactly where my thought process yeah, is. I just think that the Rangers would be irresponsible if they didn't at least see what's on the trade market. But, yeah, no, like you're about to say. like, 
I mean, yeah, it just it doesn't like per, perhaps the numbers are similar to what happened with Spooner last year, but the the role that he's playing and the you know just the on ice product is so much different than the way that Spooner played. You know, we knew that Spooner was just an offensive zone guy. Uh, he played primarily on the wing for us. He didn't play much center at all, even though he's supposed to play both. And Strom is playing well, no matter who his line mates are, no matter what position he's playing. And, you know, maybe the fancy stats will tell you that he's not great in the defensive zone or his shooting percentage is going to come down. But shying away from the analytical side of it, I think that I do like the eye test of Ryan Strom. There's not much not to like. And let's also keep in mind that Spooner played, what, 19 games as a Ranger last season in that streak? Yep. Ryan Strom's played, like, he's going to end up playing around 50, at least with the Rangers. I think he might even have 50 now. He has 59 uh, via the Rangers stat page. Maybe that is, like, his Rangers tenure. But, yeah. Well, I think he also only had, like, four uh, points when we traded Yeah, he had a goal and an assist. Yeah. When he got traded. Exactly. Here. So, so listen, that is a terrific find for um Jeff Gordon and his staff. Because Ryan Spooner is willing willing away in no man's land in either Utica with the uh Canucks minor league team, or I don't even know if he's on the NHL roster. But that was a fantastic move. So four games left this season, Garrett. What is one thing that you need to see from this team in these four games? Losses. <laughs> Besides losses, <laughs> which I would agree with you. I want nothing but losses. But at the same time, do you, do, is there like any like player stuff you want to see? Is there any David Quinn coaching stuff you want to see? At this point, I mean, like it would be nice to see both Heedle and Anderson obviously get maybe – the last three games get above 15 minutes a game. But I mean, other than that, like there's not much that I'm going to take away from these last three games. You know, I I wanted to say something defensive related, you know, maybe D'Angelo taking all zone, you know, like penalty kill power play. But I mean, all those things are just kind of like they've played, they've played to win the entire season. It's just that they kind of stink. And so I, I don't think that there's, there's anything that Quinn can do to like make it a better situation because he's been giving it his all as a coach the entire time. I think you hit the nail on the head though with Heedle and Anderson, especially Anderson. I'm trying not to be negative about the kid. And obviously I'm not giving up on the kid. He's 20 years old, but a goal in 38 games doesn't exactly leave me feeling too confident. Now that could be due to a myriad of different things. But what what was that? A myriad? It's a myriad. Is it? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's how you say that word. It's a myriad of things. You know what? It could be whatever the fuck it is (laughs) supposed to be. Well, I could I could look even worse than you if I'm wrong and I'm like stopping you to correct you. This could be completely bad on me, but I think it's myriad. You know, English is only my first language. I can barely (laughs) speak it. Um, but whatever the fuck the word is, that's what I feel about Elias Anderson. Um yeah, I, I need to see – I need a goal from Leah Sanderson. Not only for my selfish reasons, but just for his confidence going into the next season. Like, well, is please. there any chance that this offseason getting, like, a similar story from, like, what happened with Brendan Smith where they're like, oh, Leah's came into camp fat or, like, no. you know, just, like, 
You don't you don't think no. so? No. Like he's 20 years old. He's learning the league. And for some people, the learning curve is bigger than others. I, I, I don't know what to make of it. But we're going to shift the kind of talking about Adam Fox and possible trade scenarios there. Oh, and we're gonna I come. see. Okay, I'm connecting the dots a little bit. So, first of all, just so you know, that uh, Pierre Lebrun tweeted today, and I'll read the tweet. So he said, hearing that the Hurricanes have been informed Adam Fox isn't likely to sign with them, that a trade would be the desired route, and I'm guessing the Rangers would top the D-man's list, Carolina looking at its options. Obviously, it would be better for Fox to have the trade happen sooner than later so he can sign and burn the first year of his entry-level deal. On the other hand, the Canes have to do what's right for them, trading him sooner or waiting until summer. So, and then the other thing he said about the Rangers, you know, they could use a right-handed D, but who couldn't, uh, you know, they're not going to trade a first-round pick. So, just a little, you know, background about this kid. So, he's a Jericho, New York native. 21 years old, defenseman from Harvard. He's 5'11", 180, um, drafted by Calgary and was traded in the Dougie Hamilton deal um, to uh, Carolina. He had nine goals, 39 assists, and 48 points in college this year. The kid is a stud offensively, and he's a pretty solid defender um, you know, in his own zone as well. So he's a guy I obviously the both of us would love to see on this team. I mean, anytime you can get high-end defensive talent like that, you have to take a shot on it. And it's kind of crazy that he was traded from Calgary to Carolina in the first place because at the time, you know, his stock was rising while he was playing with the U.S. team and with Harvard. But Calgary felt similar to the way that Carolina now does where they thought, sure, we'll throw him into this trade because there's no chance we're going to be able to sign him. So it... It's interesting, and now my question is, what? So if he doesn't get traded and he doesn't sign with Carolina this year, is it next year that he becomes eligible as a college free agent? Yes. Yeah, so if he returns for his senior season and still doesn't sign, and at the end of his senior season, he would become a UFA. So, so is the idea that we think he he's ready to come over to the NHL? I think he, wants- he would want to because if he's this good and like he's putting up these numbers that he's put up the past couple of years at school, I mean, he could burn the entry level deal a little bit earlier and get on with his career, earn a little bit more money. And for the Rangers standpoint, the reason he would trade for him is what if he goes he's gotta have a list of teams. Like, let's not pretend the Rangers are his only option. So He's gonna have a list of teams. If the Hurricanes trade him to that other group, you're gonna. This is your chance to get a bona fide, like top four defenseman, right-handed offensive defenseman. So you gotta go out. You gotta make this trade. Um, and I think that the Rangers need. This is one of the things. So Jeff Gordon often says, you know, we might trade some of these assets. This is a guy you do that for. That well, it's what's interesting too is the fact that. He was originally a third round pick and now he's being valued. You know, the Rangers won't give up a first round pick for him. I don't think, you know, I I saw some, some silly rumors, you know, just from the Rangers Twitter side of things where people were like, what about Peon? Yeah. I saw Joe Fortunato, Blue Shirts banter say that there's no way in hell the Hurricanes are going to trade him for meal fricking Peon or as I like to call him Eric Jelen of 2.0. Listen, I listen, if the, 
Hurricanes traded us Adam Fox for Neil Pionk. I go streaking through the streets of Philadelphia because that's around where my school is. Or New York. If anybody wants to bring me to New York, I'll do it there too. There's no way in hell the Hurricanes would do a deal for Neil Pionk. There's got to be other teams that offer a much more significant package. Even if that package is a second-round pick, that's a hell of a lot better than Neil Pionk. Like, please. what do you think the Rangers at this point would be more willing to do? Are they are they going to send multiple picks for for Fox, or are they more willing to just cut their losses and get rid of one of their firsts? I don't think it's a first, but I think that they could trade a second and like a I don't know a second and like a do, either a B prospect. What or, about like Sean Day? I mean. Sean Day is not going to move the needle for anybody. I mean, I, I'm just going on that same thought process that Joe had where maybe they'd be looking to get at least a defenseman back. So here's two deals I could see. A second-round pick and Ryan Lundgren. Do you do it? Yeah. yeah. I think in a heartbeat you do that. Yeah, I, I had to think about it for a second. And I was like, I was trying to figure out which one I valued more, the second or Lindgren. And I'm not going to miss something I don't know in Lindgren. And all the hype around Fox just has me a little giddy. So, now, this is an interesting one. And I don't know what I would do yet. Leah Sanderson for Adam Fox. I, well, would this be on draft day? Is that when you would yeah. do the trade? So in that, this off season. In in that case, I think that I'd be willing to if it if it's at the draft or later, I'd be willing to do it. Prior to the draft, I don't know how the trade when the trade window opens up. Like are there are there trades before the draft really in the offseason? I mean, would it matter though? Well, I, I think it's more about knowing what the plan is in the first round this year before getting rid of our you know, first round prospect from two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I want to hold on to Lias for as long as possible. But if we're doing all things aside, I think, yeah, I'd, I'd probably do that because we should have at least our top two centers set with Zabanajad and hopefully Heedle, you know, getting a full-time spot in the center next year. And it, it, there's no passing up that potential top pairing defenseman, especially when you start thinking about all those wet dreams we've went over with Truba and Keandre coming over like that, that group starts becoming a really, really fun group. I mean, there's a possibility say that that trade happens and it's Elias Anderson for Adam Fox, right? And then the Rangers go out and they offer sheet Jacob Truba. Their opening defense next year could be something along the lines of, you know, uh, I don't know what the pairings would be or like any of that, but Brady Shea, Kevin Shattenkirk, Tony D'Angelo, Adam Fox, Jacob Truba, and Pionk, Clayson, uh, Le- Hayek. Hayek. Yeah. And then Re- the- Igor Rikov starts out the year in Hartford. Um, Lindgren stays down in Hartford. Pionk gets traded or something. Or he's the seventh defenseman. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. Uh, you know. But the thing with Carolina, I don't think they necessarily need a defenseman back because you look at their roster and their defense is loaded. They have Dougie Hamilton, Jacob Slavin, 
Justin Falk, Calvin DeHaan, Brett Pesci, and J- Trevor Van Rienstijk signed uh, through next year. So that's six defensemen. And of those six, five of them are signed to at least um, 2021. So they're good on defensemen. Um, so I think, you know, they'd want to strengthen up the middle a little bit. I think Elias Anderson for Adam Fox deal could be very fair. Like I said, I don't know if I'd do it because I love Elias Anderson, but also it's hard to pass up on a defenseman of Adam Fox's caliber, especially a right-handed defenseman. Which player, which player's upside do you want more? That's Fox. like essentially how I try and think about it. Fox. Yeah, Lewis Anderson's upside is a second line center, which is very good. Adam Fox's upside is, I don't know, number two or three defenseman. Yeah. That's, and I, mean, I think that's... just based on what the Rangers have in their organization, I'm more confident in their center pool than their defense pool. And defense is the hardest thing to fill a roster with. And you said it earlier that Gorton did say eventually he's going to make use out of all of the draft stock that he's gotten and all of the young players, and he's going to make a move that's going to expedite the rebuild when the time is right. And I think that this is a move that they'll be seeking out full, you know, to its fullest extent. It's something to think about at the very least, you know, because the Rangers have a ton of prospects and they're going to have to find a home for all of them at some point. So now you draft the best player available, um, and then you see what you have in your prospect pool, and you see what you have in your roster, and then you form your roster building strategy. But you Gary Sanchez always, home run. Gary Sanchez home run. You heard it here first. The Yankees are up one nothing. One nothing. Beautiful. Who are they playing, Tampa? No, we're playing Detroit. Detroit, okay. Well, they don't. At least win two games this series, I'll be pissed because they suck too. They need to do what Boston did last year. Boston like lost like their second game of the season, then won like seventeen straight. That's what we need to do. How? Oh yeah. By the way, we'll stay on this baseball topic for like one more second. How about Chris Sale losing three miles per hour on his fastball or whatever you know, that is? I don't normally worry about guys like Sale, but. That's like a that I saw that statue like ninety four point six compared to like ninety one flat this like for last opening day to this opening day that's that's significant. Yeah, that's not just like a mile like where it's like okay whatever. Or he like hasn't worked himself up yet like that's per hour like I don't know he was my Cy Young pick and I'm very I'll be very happy if it doesn't pan out because I think he's a jackass. I think on my other podcast I ended up saying that. Paxton is going to as my homer pick, but I I think that this is Garrett Cole's year. I'm a big Garrett Cole fan. Okay, yeah, I have the Cy Youngs going to um, Chris Sale, which obviously I hope I'm wrong, and then Aaron Nola. Me too. I had Nola and then Al. Nice. I love me some little Nola. little baseball talk. Nola's my probably my favorite pitcher in the game. Nice I, American Nola, boy. Nola, Strasburg, and then Severino are my top three. Like, I love those guys. But anyway, hockey. Um, <laughs> so you got to figure out what's going on with all the prospect stuff like we've been saying. And then, you know, that situation doesn't just apply to your forwards and your defense. It applies to your goaltending, too. And the Rangers may have a goaltending controversy 
on their hands going forward. And that's because a guy they just signed out of nowhere, Alexander Georgiev, has made a name for himself and has 240-plus saved games in the last week. This kid has become down the stretch the, like, I think he started a couple more games than Lundqvist. So, I mean, Lundqvist is is your starting goalie, and, you know, you're going to treat him as such. And next year, though, if Igor Shesterkin, whose contract expires at the end of the KHL playoffs, comes over here, he's going to be in a goaltending battle with Georgiev, and whoever wins that will probably be the backup, and the loser will be the starter in Hartford. But Shesterkin has an out clause. If he gets sent to the AHL, he can opt out within the first like couple like weeks, I think it is. And that could create a stir. It's... I think that on one of our first episodes, we might have talked about this. And I said that the Rangers have a way of just making value out of goaltenders. We've traded Talbot. We traded Ronta. But has the value been that great? I wouldn't say they've still gotten something out of it because they know that they have another guy coming up. And that's what's going to happen. We're going to trade Georgiev and Shesterkin's going to come in and he'll be the next one. And hopefully he actually is the heir apparent to Lundqvist and, you know, I, I already said I don't want us to tank next year, but I would not be afraid to see it be, you know, a 60-40 or, you know, maybe even 65-35 split between Lundqvist and Shesterkin next year. I think a lot of the times these situations kind of work themselves out. But also, Georgiev could only play, I think it's 14 more NHL games before he loses his waiver eligibility. So then he would have to go through waivers to be sent down. So... You would have Shesterkin with the opt-out clause, and you'd have Georgiev with the waivers, which he would be claimed in a heartbeat. So, it's a difficult situation for the Rangers. But could you sell to Georgiev and Shesterkin, listen, in two years, Lundqvist is probably going to retire at the end of his contract. You guys are going to be the two guys in net. But also, the same side of the coin, you said it too. The Rangers have been able to turn out backup goalies left and right. I mean, Benoit Allaire is the best goalie coach the game has maybe ever seen. Like, that's how good this guy is. So, are you, would you do like Georgiev for a third round pick? Yeah, I probably, I mean, this is, this is like overzealous of me, but I'd probably do less, like a fourth round pick, you know? Like, we signed him, we signed him for nothing. And, I mean, how many goaltenders do we have coming up? We have Adam Huska. They got, Shesterkin. You got Tyler Wall. You got that Olaf Lindbaum they drafted in the second round. I mean, that's ridiculous. I forgot about that. Still, that that pick infuriates me to this day. Yeah, the the less that we think about that one, the better, I'm sure. (laughs) You're not wrong. Yeah, so... It's tough, man, because he's played really well, and he's a very likable kid, too. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you tip your hat to him, and you say, listen, you did a good job for us, and hopefully you send him somewhere. Like, I was thinking about Carolina, obviously, and, like, who did they commit to this year? Peter Morazic and Scott Darling? Something like that, yeah. You know, they like, have, uh, Yeah, uh, Peter Morazic and Curtis McElhaney. Well, Scott Darling used to be there. So. Yeah, he's in the. they sent him down. Yeah. So exactly, there's a team Michael every year. There's a there's a team every year that's like looking for the guy that they think is going to break out and you know either take over a starting job or be like a solid backup. And 
someone will overpay for him, hopefully. I mean, you have teams. You know what one team that could be interested? The Blackhawks, with all the insanity going on with Corey Crawford. Sure. Like, they could be a team. The Senators could be a team, although they just signed Arizona State's goalie, and they're going to bring him in. Um, you know, the Devils could even be, and Corey Schneider's been on and off. I've got a question for you. This is complete, kind of random, but like, do you think that there's any like leveraging ability for a guy like Gorton that he he goes into a trade talk and he does what I said? Like, you know, we'd love a third round pick, but we'll take a fourth round pick for Georgiev, and then he kind of gets that back a little bit later. Where it's like, hey, you know, remember that bone I tossed you where I I cut off the price from a third to a fourth? Now you. You got to send something my way. I don't know. I don't know if that happens. I think that's a really risky game to play. I I just I I kind of wonder what like the brotherhood of GMs is actually like. All I know is that that was what the conversation was with the Lightning for like that one the McDonough trade. Although I don't think it's as bad as people are saying. Or the Coyotes trade with Stepan. I mean, that would make a lot more sense. And I'm waiting for the other shooter drop on that. Yeah, but uh. You know, maybe Oliver Ekman Larson. Just That'd saying. be nice. Here's Neil Pionk. Some people <laughs> think it's enough. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of like the same thing with Strom. If he's back on the team next year, I'll be very fine. I'll be pleased with it. But I think you'd be irresponsible of Jeff Gordon and the rest of the front office to not at least go out and see what's on the trade market for him. Definitely. So the Rangers went out and they signed another free agent to either graduate from the uh, CHL or to graduate from college. And Patrick Newell of St. Cloud State is the guy, the most recent guy they brought in. So he's a Hobie Baker finalist. We've had our share of those over the years. Mr. Jimmy Vesey, who could forget Matt Gilroy. Was well, it was Kreider one? I don't think Kreider ever won it. Well, he he might have been in the conversation. He but. might have been a finalist. Um, but Newell had 21 goals and 26 assists in 39 games this season. He turned 23 in January. He scored 15 more goals and five more assists this year than he did last year. So he had a breakout senior year, which doesn't exactly, you know, it's great and you know it's definitely worth consideration. But it's also a little, you know, you have an eyebrow raised to see what's going on. The Rangers have had some decent success with college free agents. So I know for me, and let me know how you feel, man. I love these kind of deals because the Rangers had 42 roster spots, uh, you know. So now they have number 43 filled, and they still got plenty of room to maneuver. Yeah, I mean, it. this is the exact plan that Gordon has continued to do, where he just brings in as much upside as he can. You know, somebody that probably has NHL legs in his skates, you know, if it doesn't what if, hit, what if he they didn't. Foot, NHL feet in their skates? Not legs. Their legs aren't in their skates. I really meant to say NHL games in their skates, but I was hoping we were just going to like gloss past the fact that I completely nah, you jumbled. You called me out earlier, asshole. So now I'm returning the favor. <laughs> so I, you know, like there, there's upside there. There's probably NHL games there and worst case scenario, you know, they, they didn't even have to use a draft pick to get this guy. 
all they needed was a roster spot when they had 37 of them open. So uh, my question back to you is, do you think he's the type of player that could crack the team as a fourth liner or a third liner next year? So he apparently has the, you know, the skill to be a, you know, good bottom six player. I, but I, I don't want to say either way because I've never actually watched the guy play, and I'm sure right. most of us haven't. But, you know, he has – he's a small guy. So that's the thing that kind of worries me. He's 5'9", 150. He's gotta that put, is tiny. He's got to put on, like, a good 20, 30 pounds before I think he's NHL ready. But I think in the future – I mean, who the hell knows, man? Matt Zuccarello was – Johnny Gaudreau, Nikita Kucherov, they're you know, all tiny. Tiny guys. And, uh, you know, who who the hell knows? But I like that the Rangers are seeing these guys. All right, you're a Hobie Baker finalist. Um, Let's bring you in. And he can play I, center, he can play left wing, uh, whatever. I, that's fine. Like I'm happy they're going out and they're doing something like that. I think it's pretty telling of the Rangers roster right now when I'm – kind of getting myself excited for the idea of a fourth line that has this kid that I've never watched play, Nieves, <laughs> who is like just above the border of being like an everyday NHL I player. I like Boo. And I like Boo a lot. I like him too, but I mean like, again, we're, we're you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what fancy words to say for that. We're, we're pulling out straws there if we're excited about Boo Nieves and a <laughs> – Five foot nine hundred and fifty player, <laughs> hundred fifty pound player that we've never seen play. Yeah, no, you're right. I, dude, I got to tell you though, if the fourth line in the future is like fast, Boo and Connor Brickley, like not the worst thing. Like or, Connor Brickley, I like Connor Brickley. I think he's a nice little <laughs> player. I'd bring him back. Fuck it, why not? Who, who else are we gonna play? Fucking Vinny. I can't do anything but shoot a puck. No, wide I, with Terry. Yeah. I, that kid Vinny Latiri is getting into that range of Neil Pionk mode where just like I can't stand to see him play anymore. But at least Neil Pionk could put a point up on the board every now and again. Vinny Latiri brings nothing to your fucking team. He is not a good he's a fucking AHL player. He's a career AHL player. That's what he is. Like Right, that's get, good get, for him. He'll make money throughout his career playing in the AHL. And you know what though? I mean, it's good that the Rangers are giving these guys a chance. That's fine, but this kid fucking doesn't have it. Like, please get him the hell out of here. Like, literally, like, I'd rather Matt Pilexi play, to be completely honest, in the NHL. I, I'd rather I don't even fucking, know who that oh Bolesky. Yeah, I'd rather Bolesky. bring fucking Tim Genninger back up here. You know, Stephen He's Fog- big. Stephen Fogarty has been fucking great for two straight years. I, I'd bring him back up. Why not? Like, fucking Vinny Terry. I've just seen enough of this kid. Like, please get him the hell out of here. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, um, it's time for the first ever mailbag in the history of the Kings Court podcast. I'm really excited about this. So, we uh, asked people on Reddit to, uh, you know, ask us some questions. It could be Rangers related. They could be non-Rangers related. We have mostly rangers related but we have a couple really good non-rangers related ones i'm very fucking excited for this so the thing that i'm gonna botch probably is some of these fucking usernames we're gonna start with 77 columbus on reddit he asked us imagine a scenario where putin goes into full dictator mode and tells all russian athletes 
they have to return to Russia or their families get thrown in jail. If this happens tomorrow, what team is the most screwed going into the playoffs? He put <laughs> so much thought into that question. I love it so much. Like Honestly, the whole reason I've been excited to do the mailbag is literally for that question. When you sent it to me, when you sent me the screenshot, I was like, literally the only place you could find a question like this is Reddit. And I love it. I fucking love it. Um, for me, I think it's one of two teams. I mean, I think it's the same two for me. Yeah, the Capitals are the Lightning. I mean, yep. the Lightning got, you know, Kucherov, I believe, is from Yep, there. I looked about Kucherov and Vasilevsky. And they might have someone else that I like didn't. What's his name? Uh, The defenseman that they got in the Montreal trade. Um, Sergachev. I think he's Russian too. Yeah, they got a bunch of guys who uh, are Russian. But you know what? I don't think they would, it would kill them. Even losing who I think Kucherov is the best player in hockey. Um, Better than McDavid. I've said that multiple times. I think that guy is just fucking stupid good. So is McDavid, obviously, but. I, Kucherov's on another fucking planet. I think the team most screwed over is the Capitals. You're losing Kuznetsov, you're losing Ovechkin, and there's probably another guy Burkowski. or two. Yeah, there's probably a couple guys left on that roster that you're losing. I mean, you're losing Kuznetsov. Dmitry Orlov. Dmitry Orlov. You're losing Ovechkin. Like, just the fact that you're losing those two guys, like, you're Why fucked. Why are there so many good Russian players? Yeah. It's, cr- it's crazy, dude. I mean... If we were in the playoffs, how fucked would we be that Bucinevich didn't play? <laughs> I, don't, I can't even think that that's, far. That's a half joke. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. We got Ramblin' Ram, Rabble? Rabble. Yeah, Ram, Ramblin' Rabble on Reddit. If Pinocchio were to say, my nose is about to grow, what happens? Well, I mean... If- Oh, because he's telling the truth about it so his nose doesn't grow and it's just like a, a backwards loop. That's a good question. That's that, I, I read it before you even asked me and I don't think I thought about it as far. I, I don't know. Maybe he just dies. I think it's always. He shits himself. <laughs> he shits himself. I've done that before, mate. <laughs> so, I've, I've, it's very relatable. <laughs> Oh my god, so this is our 12th episode, and Garrett's already talked about shitting himself in a six of our episodes. Yeah. (laughs) I fucking love it. Back to back, I'm going to find a way to sneak it into every episode now. (laughs) The the New York Rangers podcast that also talks about the 76ers, the Yankees, and Garrett shitting himself. I fucking love it. Oh, that's amazing. I think his nose would grow, because either way, he's lying. Because he can't control it, so like, if he's telling the truth, like he's not telling the truth, and then if he's lying, it would just, yeah, you know what? Fuck this question. I'm saying it would grow, and he's lying. Um, we gotta outsource that one. Hopefully, someone give us the proper answer. Yeah. So then we got another question from I guess, Flying Jesuit is what it looks like to me. Okay. Flying Jesuit. All right. So there's three questions in here. All right. So if the Rangers were to select a captain next season, who gets to see? Zibanejad. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty clear at this point. I mean, he's echoed everything David Quinn's wanted him to. He's been a great leader and he's you know, the best player on the team. Um I would 
I would be very mad if they did that, though, just because there's just so much unnecessary pressure to give a kid. Um, but I think that's the guy they would choose. Unless Stahl is still on the team next year. Even and they... if Stahl is still on the team, I think they give it to Zabander Chad over him. Right, because they gave it to McDonough over him before. So. And Stahl knows he's not part of the future plans. How sad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not for me, for him. I don't. Uh, I don't you know care. what? You could be crying all the way to the bank to collect this five million dollars, five point seven million dollar annual contract. Um, the second part of this question: What's been your favorite goal from this season? I think Garrett and I agree on this as well. The Neil Pion goal when he went yeah, coast to coast. Probably by default because it was like one of the most memorable goals in the NHL all season. So I mean. It's kind of hard to have something else. I know that there was a few this year where, like, Hayes waited out the goalie. Those are always kind of fun. Zabanejad had one called back in the Blues game the other day yeah. where he, he dangled all over the goaltender for some reason. That was a beautiful reason. goal. Why did they call that back? Goalie interference. I think Brendan Smith, like, Oh, uh, I guess I didn't realize the back of the play. But, yeah, that was a pretty one. But, you know. That Neil Pionk one, that, that made waves around the entire NHL. Yeah. So. Meanwhile, fucking Brendan Smith, dude. Just when I was starting to be like, okay, maybe he's not total trash. A dude goes out and has four fucking minor penalties. I, I wanted to make a point about penalties earlier. Adam Fox, I think it's like 39 games or 33 games this year. Only 14 penalty minutes. That's like, I don't know how the NCAA runs their their penalties, but that's pretty good for a guy that's, you know, probably playing against the toughest competition. Yeah, that's, you know, seven minor penalties on, what is it, 39 games? I think it was 33 or 39. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, Brendan Smith, though, four minor penalties against the, the uh, Flyers. The only asshole on the Rangers to take a minor penalty. He took four. Get this fucking guy off my team. Like, just get him <laughs> off the fucking team. I can't take it anymore. It's like games like this where he has his head up his ass. Like, listen, if you can find a way to trade him, fine. But if you could just buy him out, like, if there's no trade around to do and you could, all you could do is buy him out, get him the fuck out of here. With with us eating money, we'll find someone to trade him to because I think they are going to have to use that buyout on stall because I don't, I don't see somebody that has value for him and his, like, old age. I think they keep stall another year. Well, I wouldn't. I don't hate that. If again, if we're for tanking next year, I don't hate it. And if he just is pretty much a seventh defenseman or like a rotating body, sixth, I don't hate it. He'd be it. like the sixth or fifth guy. Yeah, and then he had. We'd have one more year after next year, and that's when I think they either buy him out or just let him ride off into the sunset. But I, they might let him go. This his contract expires the same year Lundqvist's contract expires. So, I don't even want to think about Lundqvist contract expir- expiring. We better get another playoff run before then. I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, and I think, well, honestly, I think Lundqvist has one more year being the starting goalie. All right, we got off. This is getting so dark on me now. Let's get to the last mail question. All right. So, and then, assuming you don't already own any, which player's jersey currently on the team do you get? Who do you have on the team currently? All I have current is the one I'm actually wearing it right now, Filipino. Um, and then the Filipino Road jersey. I have a Zuccarello Winter Classic jersey from this past Winter Classic, and I have a Step On one. Um, 
I step on's not currently on the team though. I neither is Zuccarello. Uh, neither is Zuccarello. I yeah, guess. I know, I, so I, I'm, I, I'm just saying Heedle. Who do you have on the team currently? I have a Kreider in the the dark blue. Okay. Like the I guess you would call the, it like uh, the, the alternate heritage jersey. Is that what they consider it? Yeah. The heritage? It's not the one with like the weird shield. I don't think. No, don't it's remember. the one they wore like every now and again. Yeah, like last year, last, last season, I think they wore it like most often. I think it was two years ago. I think they once they went to Adidas, they stopped wearing them. Right, but yeah, the, I and you know what's funny is that I originally, I was at MSG. It was my first time ever going to a game at MSG when I bought it. I wanted a Winter Classic Zuccarello, and they told me they were out of Z's. <laughs> Fuck it, like years. so. My the, the player that I would currently get, I've talked a lot about D'Angelo. Like, I I would love to get D'Angelo, but I want to see them extend him first. Uh, Lundqvist makes a lot of sense because, like, I, I feel like I have to own a Lundqvist jersey before his days are numbered. Yeah, that's my thing. The Banajad's easy. Yeah, the thing with Lundqvist, why well, I never got a Lundqvist jersey. I'm the type of person, I don't like to wear the same exact jersey that everybody else has. Um, so like everybody wears a Lundqvist jersey, so that's a turnoff to me for wearing a Lundqvist jersey. But by the time he gets his jersey retired, I'll have a Lundqvist jersey. Um, I, I'm what does Keandre wear at Wisconsin? I'll just buy one of his jerseys yeah, right? now. Let's see, Keandre Miller. He is number. He is number uh I don't know. I wanna say nineteen. Do they not have it on the Badgers website? I looked on Elite Prospects. Um but in any case, yeah, he'd be a good guy to get. I think of the team current players on the team. Who I don't have, so excluding heel. Um, yeah, NHL.com doesn't even have like what his number would be. All so. right, you. I'm gonna look it up. You, you, you get me yours. Okay, so number nineteen. Okay, so I don't know. Zabanjad, I feel like is gonna become like another just over, you know. Everybody's gonna have his advantage ad. Um, I love D'Angelo. I like I, that we like the same players. I, I, if he resigns, I'd probably be cool with getting D'Angelo. Um, how about do you have any like dark horses? Like, like yeah, I'm trying we've to talked think. about Lemieux, you know, but I don't, I, I don't think I'm Lemieux. ready to commit to that. Um, Buchnevich would probably be the next guy. Yeah, I, I think I'm the afraid. Next guy. I, I, dude, I think I think they're gonna resign Buchnevich himself. But not just that, but like, what if what if he never really takes that next step forward? Then you're just rocking a forty point player's jersey. Mm. I guess I was. I guess before like these last two seasons, that's what I was doing with Kreider. Yeah, I mean, listen, Kreider would be another obvious guy, but like I said, I had to be the non-obvious, so that's why I beat everybody the gang heedle. Um, so I can feel good about it. But yeah, now Bujnevich and D'Angelo would probably be up there. I say Brett. Fuck no. I think Brett Howden could be. 
Oh yeah, you're in love with him. Yeah, if he could, you know, fucking score a goal. Um, but he's young, whatever. Um, and you know what? If he plays well next year and he comes back, and he signs an extension. Ryan Strom could be a guy. I kind of, I had a feeling you were gonna say that one. I mean, he's a fun player to watch, but I'd say D- Bujnevich would be the number one guy on the team that I don't have that I would get, and I think D'Angelo, which probably isn't a popular response outside of this podcast, he might be the second guy. I just, I, I love that kid's game. I think he could be a really good player in this league for a long time. I want to take. I, I I didn't even like since you have the Heedle jersey on. I didn't really consider it. I would love to get a Heedle one, but I I think I go D'Angelo number one with the asterisk that he gets an extension, mm. and number two for me between Lundqvist and Zabanejad. If I'm gonna do like you said, a pick, you know, pick a jersey that everyone already has, I would just go with Lundqvist because how are you gonna disrespect? It's the King's Court podcast. That's true. No, nah, that's actually a good point. I like I said, I'm gonna get a Lundquist jersey before he has his jersey lifted up to the Raptors. Exactly. I'm going to that fucking game. That would be. I mean, I hope I'm gonna you have, have to take out a then. fucking mortgage to afford a exactly. ticket. Exactly. But I'll go to that game. Uh, I'll, I'll make that happen. And then that whole arena, I better not see another jersey that besides a Lundquist jersey that night. Yeah, hopefully, maybe they'll give do like a giveaway and just put T-shirts on the. Well, well, usually what they do, they do the um, like the they have like a banner, like a little mini banner, of like the jersey that's like going up. Oh, that's the cool. Rafters. I have my Brian Leach one, um, up in my room, up in my room's rafters, so to speak. <laughs> Did ceiling. I ever tell you the story about my dad's favorite player growing up? Who's was that? or not growing up, but favorite player ever on the Rangers was Messier. And I bought him a 11 jersey and put his name on the back of it. And he got mad at me. Why? Because he's like, he's like, how are you going to give me the Messiah's number? <laughs> oh, like, oh, wait, you, you put your dad's name on it. Yeah, well, I didn't know what my dad. Oh, I thought you meant you put Messier's name on it. I was no. like, why the fuck is he mad? Yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't know what my dad's like favorite number was to play with and stuff. So I just did 11 because I know he loved Messier and. He got so mad at me. I was yeah. like, man, I thought I was doing a good thing for you. <laughs> I have a Rangers jersey with my number 12, my last name on the back. I got the Captain C working over there. It's nice. I got my dad for Christmas. My dad's favorite player was Nick Vitiu. So I got him a Nick Vitiu jersey off of uh, one of those lovely Chinese sites. That I was gonna buy a Shea one off of like whatever DS gate or DH, DH gate, gate. I think yeah. it is. Yeah, I, the quality is going down though. Oh great! I, mean, I have. Let me tell you, I have an Odell jersey that's knockoff. Yeah, all my jerseys are knockoff. I, I except for my custom made <laughs> jersey, and then like in football, I have like a Big Ben jersey. I have a Antonio Brown jersey, which I'll probably burn when I go back home. Um. <laughs> I have Those are two, legit. What else? I have outside of hockey. I have two Robinson Cano jerseys, twenty-two and twenty-four, okay. gone. And I have two Jabba Chamberlain jerseys. Oh Jesus Christ, dude! I saw I was cleaning out my closet a couple weeks ago. I found a Jabba Rule shirt. I loved Jabba. I didn't like. There was never a time when I was off the Jabba train. Yeah, well, 
there was a time where he was off the job of trampoline and his career was never the same. But he's a nice, wholesome family guy now, so. Mm, Good. As long as he's not on my team. As long as Binder Joe wasn't calling him in in the sixth inning or trying to make him a freaking starter because that was a disaster from the moment it started. Yankees just scored their next run, 2 nothing. Sweet. And notice how the Rangers game is in the first intermission probably. Neither of us have gone to check the score. No. So that's about where it is. Don't tell me, actually, because I'm about to go back and watch it. Okay. I, I won't say anything. I didn't look, actually. Okay. That <laughs> makes it a little bit easier to not say anything. But uh, thank you guys for submitting mailbag questions. I thought that was a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll do that. We're going to do that a ton in the off season because God knows we're going to have a lot of time to talk about nothing. Um, so be prepared for that. So the season ends Saturday. The draft lottery is Tuesday. Wow, that's soon. So we're not going to do another podcast until after the draft lottery. We'll do the draft lottery podcast. Honestly... We do you want to do, do it during it? Do you want to do an emergency pod? Like, like, like right after, after it happens. Maybe if we get some good news, I'm not opposed to it. I'm always fine with talking into a mic. But I mean, if what if we end up like moving down a spot? Then, are then we, we really get like, bitch and complain for an hour. I'll just be so I'll be so lethargic. I'll be like, God damn it! Like, yeah. Well, in any case, um, that's all I got. You got anything else? Go Yankees. That's right, and tonight, and I now nah, I'm not even going to say go Devils. Fuck that. I could, yeah, no, that, could both that teams lose in bit. regulation. Actually, well, could both teams lose in regulation? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't even know, but we, they, they are the one team that all season you've told me that you're okay with us beating. Yeah, I was okay with them beating the Islanders, Flyers, and Devils, but you know what? It's not even worth it at this point. I'll say this. Though. The Devils are a fucking pathetic team. Their NHL teams in the bottom four of the league, and their AHL teams the worst in the Eastern Conference. Oh, so no. They are a tire fire. Well, because the their entire team in the NHL is their AHL guys, and their AHL guys are their ECHL guys. So they're a shit show. But that's all I got. Um, <laughs> Go Yankees. <laughs> again. So uh, you guys could subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts um, and on leave Twitter. us a five. No follows me on Twitter. Yeah. So um, leave us a five star review if you guys want to make a comment. We'll read it on the podcast once we get to a hundred reviews. Garrett will record an entire podcast just reading the reviews. That's perfectly fine with me, and I'll do it with like some seductive music in the background. Nice. I approve of that. <laughs> so leave us a five-star review and uh, follow me on Twitter at JAW1224. Follow Garrett on Twitter at underscore Gardenberg. And, G-A-R-T-E-N-B-E-R-G. And uh, we will see you after the draft lottery. So pray that the balls fall in the Rangers' favor. Peace out.